0: You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Dan Baer's interview with the writer and director for Together Together, Nicole Beckwith. Sorry,
1: I'm just, I am a little nervous. I've thought a lot more about being a dad than I've thought about um, <clears throat> making conversation with the person carrying my baby. Right, well, I'm nervous too. To my sperm, to the donor's egg, and to your uterus. Cheers. Cheers. Mom, Dad, have some exciting news. I'm pregnant. I mean, the surrogate is pregnant. I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm Matt. I just don't have anyone that I really need to share the news with.
2: Does that bother you, Matt?
1: Hey, sorry. Hey, man, Bryce. So did you guys just do it, or? Matt. Oh, who is this guy? You can't do that. Says who? Are you like Come her up. uncle or something? No, no I'm not her uncle, I'm the father. Oh my God, you're her father? No, I'm not her dad. What do you think? It is more than fine to have sex when you're pregnant. But, like, my baby is in there absorbing ejaculate. I use protection. Why are you doing this alone? Because I am alone. I'm in this chapter of my life that feels like it should be over, but it's not. It's just on a loop. It's weird to be perceived as hopeless in this moment when I'm actually incredibly hopeful. Why are you alone? I don't think being alone is a bad
2: thing. So are you gonna have the baby shower?
1: (laughs) I just wanna say thank you for doing this with me, and I also apologize for everyone I know. Is that what this is like, like donating an organ?
2: I don't know, I've never donated an organ before. We should have better boundaries. Are we friends? Aren't we? I think that if we are, in order for this to work, we shouldn't be. I'd like to start class
1: with a cleansing breath. Sometimes people just connect. It's not about being attracted to one another. So, how many friends in their
2: 20s do you have?
1: I don't know. At some point you will give birth to a child and then what happens? Just because you're not like together together doesn't mean that you haven't created a bond. But I'm really worried that you're probably making a little straight white guy in there.
2: That's the whole plan. I'm gonna. Oh, I just, just give him a podcast.
3: Welcome, everyone, to the Next Best Picture podcast, where we are talking with Nicole Beckwith, the writer-director of Together Together. Nicole, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing really well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on this uh, podcast.
3: Oh, we're glad to hear it, and we're grateful that you're joining us together together recently had its premiere at the Sundance Film Festival and was very well received and very excited to be talking to you today. The first thing I wanted to ask was since it did just premiere at Sundance and you know we had the 2020 that we did when did you actually shoot together together?
2: We wrapped photography in October 2019. Oh and wow. Then I was in the editing room when lockdown started. So then um, I started working remotely with our lovely editor, Annette Davy. And we had spent enough time shoulder to shoulder in the mm-hmm. small editing room to have kind of synced minds. So it was a, you know, smooth enough transition into working remotely. And then I did color and sound partially remotely and then <laughs> behind many layers of masks and shields <laughs> and tests for, you know, one or two in-person sessions.
3: Wow. So this has really been the entire post-production almost. what or yeah. The bulk of it was during the pandemic. Wow. I know you, this is not your debut feature, but you've only directed one other before, Stockholm, Pennsylvania, I imagine this was a very, very different experience.
2: (laughs) It was. It was a very different experience. Um, It's always different doing something for the second time instead of the first time. So I kind of went into it understanding what to do and what to expect, whereas when I directed Stockholm, Pennsylvania, I had never been on a film set. Um, oh wow! <laughs> and um, and also, it's a it's tonally very different. Um, and also, had more locations and more um, like supporting characters or, or folks coming in for a scene or two. So yeah, it was cool. It was different, but the same, but different. <laughs>
3: <laughs> did Did you feel like anything had really prepared you for having to? Um, finish editing and do color work etc remotely or was that just something that you had to find the way you found you know just how to make a film in general
2: I mean I think it was like more connected to finding ways to just like be a person in quarantine Mm -hmm. too like I think um, I think we were all kind of like what (laughs) what's what's going on now and And so it was just like heaped into that pile of things you have to adjust to doing at a distance or like once removed. And so that was just more, I'm really, I love the collaborative nature of film. I love working with all of these artists and like, it was sad to not be able to like be in rooms with people, but it was also sad you know, to not be able to be in rooms with my friends and family. So it was almost like adjusting to finish the film was like the least of our worries. You know, mm-hmm. there was so much else going on.
3: Right. Well, and one of the fantastic things about Together Together is how intimate it is, how we really spend a lot of time with the getting to know these characters and by the end it's we feel a really strong bond with them as an audience as they feel to each other just as people so that i imagine made it rather nice to work on during a period where you're so isolated from other people
2: oh definitely the film was great company
3: good um and that leads me to ask where this script came from do you know anyone who has been a surrogate or used a surrogate
2: no <laughs> no i don't um, <laughs> i think i'm just like um <clears throat> i'm very interested in relationships i mean i feel like that's like saying like i like music but um <laughs> i think uh that's like what drew me to writing at all in general is just character and And relationships and so I was just very curious what it might be like for two strangers to like embark on such an emotionally charged and intimate um experience which was also like integral to moving them forward into their own independent futures and so I just wanted to take a look um I have a play called everything is ours which has like an egg donation element to it Mm. and I have a play Um, untitled matriarch play or the seven sisters um, which has a surrogate in it as well so but my plays are more absurdist and kind of like farcical compared to my film work so um, I wanted to like explore it in a more grounded real way but Mm -hmm. obviously these ideas of like family and the way families are made and like what it means to yeah. be related to someone or not related to someone, chosen family, found family, yes. assigned family, all of that stuff and how it informs identity and, and change is just, you know, really interesting to me. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep writing
3: about it. <laughs> I mean, and why wouldn't it be interesting? I mean, this is, you know, that's the foundation of all our lives is relationships yeah, right? with other people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm curious just because you mentioned it, do you think that there's a reason why your stage work is more absurdist and your film work is more grounded? I
2: think think it's because like theater to me is I started off as an actor in in theater Mm -hmm. and um most of my favorite plays are all like you know Nikki Silver, Chris Durang like you know really crazy um but then also you know I really love like Annie Baker's work which is like almost too real for the theater so like I feel like those are my two the two poles that I really love in theaters like could only happen on stage and also, wow, I can't believe this is happening on a stage. Mm. And um, and I think theater just lends itself. You come in with willing suspension of disbelief, right? And so it's like this agreement that you're on. So you're allowed to get really crazy um, and kind of otherworldly in a way because the audience is like on board. They're like, they've agreed to come along with whatever you said. Film yeah. is more you know you're in the room it's more like a reflection of the way we go through the world so I feel like actually the like unspoken agreement when you walk into a movie or a movie theater is like show me life and yeah. show me something intimate and so that's kind of where that comes from but it's also like if you work in two mediums like it's fun mm-hmm. to assign each medium its own strengths for myself personally because obviously there are films and television and everything that that does put you in a different world that is crazy there's no such thing as willing suspension of disbelief really because (laughs) you make it look like it's actually happening and you're not you can't see the strings and like the fact that everything's two-dimensional or whatever and so that's very that's very cool and you know, who knows, maybe I'll go there someday, but for right now, like it's, it's been fun to have the, the two different poles.
3: Yeah. I can, I can imagine it's good to have the outlet for sort of both sides of your writing personality for lack of a better word.
2: Yeah. It also helps me know, like oh, this is a play, or oh, this is a, a movie, Though mm-hmm. Stockholm, Pennsylvania was both, and when I started writing Stockholm, I thought it was, like, a farcical comedy, and I brought it into my playwrights group, and we read it out loud, everyone was like, we can't wait for Nicole's sure to be a hilarious play, and then read it out loud, and it's, like, <laughs> went over, like, a lead balloon, I was like, oh, wow, oh, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry, it's a drama, and, like, because, <laughs> because comedy really is, you know, whatever, tragedy plus time, and so mm-hmm. I was just, like, okay, there's like, there's a lot of gaps in time <laughs> yeah. within this tragedy. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm just going to let it be a drama. And then that's what compelled me to then move into film. the film space with it because I was like, well, let's see.
3: Yeah. Well, so Stockholm, Pennsylvania was was released in 2015. Um, yes. You haven't directed anything since then, but in that time you've written a few scripts of things that have gotten produced was there any particular reason why you thought this this moment or this script was the one that you wanted to direct
2: yeah I mean it was my like baby (laughs) <laughs> it. It's just like I hate being like, no oh, baby. I'm a woman. So this this movie's my baby. I've never, I don't know if I've ever heard of a male director be like, that's
3: my baby over there. Um <laughs> I, I don't know that I have either. Like I'm sure I have, but I couldn't point
2: to any. It's like I'm trying to push against these <laughs> like societal mores and it's yeah. so hard, it's insidious, it's ingrained. Um but <laughs> the scripts, oftentimes I'm hired to do a script. Like I didn't, mm. you know call networks or studios and like pitch them any of the films that I was writing it was just like Mm -hmm. someone called me and was like hey could you rewrite this or could you you know polish this up or could you write this movie about this thing Mm -hmm. um and so I would do that that's how I get food on the table um -hmm. and then um together together was the first script since Stockholm, in pennsylvania that i had written that had come fully out of my own mind
0: for myself that's great lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky
2: in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office
0: or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.
3: To go back a little bit, you had talked about, you know, the deal with film is that you, you know, the audience is going in and show me, show me truth. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. And as I'm sure you know as a writer, what is true is not always what is most dramatically interesting Mm -hmm. or what fits the world of the piece's truth best. Um, But I did find like, despite some moments of, I would call them light absurdity, Together Mm -hmm. Together does feel very grounded and truthful. And so now that I've heard you talk more about um, your writing process and your philosophy. How do you find that line between what is good truth and what is dramatically interesting?
2: Oh goodness, I don't know. I mean, I think um, I think you just have to like feel it out. And you know, I do think like in Stockholm, Pennsylvania, there's tons of quiet truth in that <laughs> and mm-hmm. difficult truth in that film. And then the third act gets slightly more heightened um and i'm like externalizing the internal of these characters you know it's like yeah. the shift and in, in the captivity and everything is like a heightened thing and it's funny because some reviews of the film or whatever were like that was crazy and, then, <laughs> and together together um it's quite the opposite of that where like even their their fight or the thing that's like threatening to like sink the battleship is very grounded it's like very it's internal it's the expression of an internal anxiety and an internal worry in a very real way and then some people are like that's not enough um and hmm. so that's very funny it's like well can't can't win but um I think it's just it depends on the story like Stockholm was such an intense story so for me it like that's what came up for me of like, I'm going to externalize this really intense internal conflict. And then for together, together, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to keep this one like a little close to the chest um, because I do really appreciate truth. I think more than drama. So I think like I'll, I enjoy a drama. Uh, mm-hmm. I love stuff that's dramatically interesting and they're not mutually exclusive. Yes. Um, But I do think like, while I was writing together together it seemed really crazy to like manufacture a crisis or a conflict Mm -hmm. to create drama when at the essence of the story and like what the characters are going through is like the the conflict was very real and the whole point is that it's like I I don't want to use the word minor because that seems like when you're talking about writing or your work but it's you know it's just like it's a nugget it's a kernel inside of you or whatever in this in this relationship landscape and i was like i'm not gonna like manufacture something crazy so that then they can admit this is what they're wrestling with it's like why don't we just do what we would normally do, which is like, um, I'm I'm not mad, but I am like leaving forever. I'm like very, I'm, like, I'm uh, you let's know, just be humans about this. Yeah, let's just be people like, I'm anxious and like, I don't even know if we're friends and like, I have to go. And we've all, I think like everyone has had that not fight, fight, mm-hmm. you know, where you're <laughs> more is coming up than than you'd like to but also you're (laughs) holding on to a bunch of restraint as well and and that duality is so confusing um and very and very human and i was just like i'd like to just let that breathe and and take up the space in the film that it's taking up internally for the characters because it is just a movie about these characters Mm -hmm. instead of being like oh my goodness Betrayal, like I, I can't even fictionalize. Like, I can't even imagine what I could have invented to like create more drama. But I think it's interesting, and it does put the film in an interesting, like, tonal place, because, like I always say, like it's a comedy with no jokes, and it's like a dramedy, like or like a drama with no tragedy. And um, I do think we like conflate drama and, and tragedy, or anyway. But oh, yeah. it's, yeah, it's hard mm-hmm. to categorize, I guess.
3: Yeah, well, and I think part of the reason why it is able to stay so grounded and and work so well and feel the, I guess, the appropriate amount of melodramatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the reasons why I think the work, the film works so well within that tone is these Fantastic lead performances from Ed Helms and Patty Harrison. How did how did you find them? Although that seems kind of weird for someone who had, it's weird to say of someone who had Ed Helms's history in the business, but was were they like? Did you write for these people, or did you have a moment in casting when you're like, yes, that's the person?
2: So many people ask if I wrote the parts for them, and I think that's such a testament to their performances and their chemistry. Mm-hmm. So it's like um that question's actually like such a huge compliment to them, I feel. Um I hope they understand it that way. But yeah, I I had written it and then um you know you shoot for the stars or or whatever, and this is a <laughs> Hollywood case, like quite literally. And my producer. Anthony Brandinsio was like, we're gonna send it to Ed Helms. And I was like, okay. Like, sure. Um, <laughs> who are you going to send it to after that? And um, and then lo and bold, like Anthony called him was like, Ed wants to have coffee. And I was like, what? Okay. Like I just kept hmm. me I was like, he knows like that I'm nobody, right? Um, but so <laughs> we had a coffee and it was great. Very LA, um, <laughs> but just talking about um, the film and like the script and like how it would look and how it would feel and where these things came from, and then like Ed talking about his experience with fatherhood and the and those feelings that came up, and like just two people talking, um, almost as though like we had just seen the movie or something, and we're talking about mm-hmm. the movie. Um and so pretty early into the coffee, I think we were like, yeah, we're going to do this together. Um, and then so we left the coffee, shook on it, we were like, all right. And I Amazing. called the Anthony and I was like, I guess this is happening. And then <laughs> of course, when you have someone like Ed that comes on to your you know, film, it opens doors and it kind of like helps you like barrel towards the green light. And then so I was like okay uh I want Patty Harrison for my Anna because I had seen her already um because I Anthony and I had been like trying to get this film made for a little bit um and by little bit I mean a while and um (laughs) and so I had been like you know scouring the world for like who was like young and exciting and like intriguing and who who was my Anna and I do think that like having Ed come on to the film it's like there you have the the person you know you have mm-hmm. the like Ed Helms is like such a big deal and then so I was like okay well what's like can we make a discovery with you know, the, the Anna role, that would be great yeah. to have like both sides, you know, both gems happen for you. And so, you know, Richard Hicks who cast this film is also cast Stockholm, Pennsylvania and he's quite lovely and we talk all the time. And so like, we had already kind of been like puttering around <laughs> looking for like who we thought was um, cool and exciting even like quote unquote mm-hmm. off the record before the film was like officially going and i had seen patty's tonight show appearance and i was like oh there Mm. she is there's Anna. (laughs) and then like consumed as much of her work and interviews as i could and was just like yeah um so i already was like holding her in my heart and i think like pretty swiftly after telling anthony that like ed and i were like good then i was like let's get patty and we sent her the script and then she and I also had a very Los Angeles coffee um, <laughs> and similar things, just like a lot of clicking and like really sharing space and like having the same thoughts and feelings and hopes mm. for the, the film and what it would feel like and you know, um, all of that. I mean, it's funny when you're working with actors because like you go into it, I mean like a blind date is so stressful And then like, I think like actors meeting actors or actors meeting directors, it's like a blind date, but also like super accelerated where it's like, okay, are you going to commit to do this like very intimate (laughs) thing in a very pressed amount of time? So it's like, it's not fully unlike the Matt and Anna relationship. Based on one interview, you, you like click in together and then like, go, go, go. And so that was also interesting, like, to have those married experiences. But it's, like, you have to develop a shorthand with each other in not a lot of time. You have to create this, like, you know, landscape where, like, vulnerability is good <laughs> and present. You know what I mean? And I always yeah. feel like, I always, I always feel like, and the same goes for me. It's, like, they have to have that space. So I have to be vulnerable with them, too, because mm-hmm. otherwise, what are you doing? Um Right. you're just like demanding someone be vulnerable with you, um, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> terrible. Um, so it's, um, it was a, an incredible experience in that way. And yeah, and so then, and then I got Ed and Patty together, and we had, like, this three-way blind date where it's, like, I was setting up my two <laughs> friends. But then I didn't leave oh, the table. Like I was, like, Ed, me, and Patty, Patty, me, and Ed. And then I, like, sat down with them and just, like, watched them talk. It's, like, you know, it's so crazy to be, like, and Nicole is sitting here probably evaluating if we have chemistry. So, like, do we have chemistry? It's just, like, very weird social. <laughs> it's, like, a Black Mirror dating episode or something. Like, figuring out who's going to be in your movie and what movie you're gonna do Um, and so you know it was dreamy it was a dreamy Mm -hmm. launcher. yet another coffee or whatever and um, and then we were golden we had our we had our core of the film
3: well I mean and that's how you hope it happens right that you have the people you want and you they're interested you meet with Mm -hmm. them and yes you do have that rapport and yes they want to do it and Yes, the stars have chemistry with each other, and then you make a movie, and it comes out as beautifully as this one does. Thank um, you. Yeah, and well, and thank you for the movie. Speaking of what, what is next for you? Where, where are you at these days?
2: I have some secret TV things. Oh Ooh, I exciting. wish I could I wish I could say them out loud I mean I, I probably could but it's like Ink is not dry so like why
3: I why understand
2: <laughs> I don't know how this works It's like yeah Um, And so I'm doing that which is nice because I was like Freaking out Like okay <laughs> What's the next movie Um, mm. And it's such a Television is so different Because when you're writing the pilot or whatever it's like the first half hour or the first hour of a story that might take 10 hours or 100 hours to tell and so you don't have to feel this complete thing you just need it's like a very long version of like the opening scene of the movie um which is a lot easier to do it's like letting the story like lead you whereas like for a film I do think I need more time just to like Be with the characters and be in the world to like even figure out if it's gonna be a closed loop or like whatever, if it's gonna be this complete thing. Yeah. Um, And when I start writing, I don't necessarily know if I'm starting a television show or a screenplay. Mm -hmm. And then it tells me rather quickly, but still. And so I'm excited to have this TV stuff on the horizon so I can also let my like film brain breathe and know that when I do find like i've just i've never started writing a movie being like this is the next thing i'm going to commit to for a number of years mm. so i think that's something you can only know when you get to the end and mm. um and so yeah so i'm happy to have some tv stuff um which is really exciting and there are things that i've been like circling or hoping for um for a while and then great um, and then we'll see what
3: what movie happens next? Well, we're very, very excited for you, and I will keep my eyes peeled for the announcement <laughs> of your next TV
2: venture. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah, you so will I. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting with us, Nicole, and good luck with the next project, and best wishes to them, this film and, and this success.
2: Thank you so much. It was so lovely to talk. And thank you for your support of
0: the film. Oh, my pleasure. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Dan Baer's interview with the writer and director for Together Together, Nicole Beckwith here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Together Together will be released by Bleecker Street on April 23rd. We highly recommend that you check out the film. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts.